Hello and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dina Verley, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the podcast studio and I've got a special guest for our audience today coming all the way from Western Michigan, Kara Balmer. Kara, thank you for joining us on the Project Purple Podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. So, Kara, I know we were talking a little bit before we hit record. We're excited to have you on the podcast. Um, we we want to share the great things that you are doing to benefit Project Purple. But before we get into that, as is customary here in the Project Purple podcast, we always give our guests the opportunity to kind of share their background, kind of what brings you here today, the journey you've been on. I know in past we we interview survivors. They talk about you know how they got ill and the signs they recognize. Your story is a little bit different, um, but we'd love to share that with our audience and then we'll take it from there. So with that, the mic is yours, Kara. All right. So I'm Kara Balmer. Um, I'm from West Michigan. I've always lived here. Um, my family is mostly all from here. And back in 2017, my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, and actually, it was shortly after she and my dad had moved back to Michigan from North Carolina. They had lived there for about five years. It was kind of a hard time. They were living a little further away. So when um, they came back, it was just a couple months later that she um, had, they had found um, a spot near her pancreas and they had thought that it was a gallstone. And so she went in for some testing and actually one of her indicators was that she um, started having reactions, almost like food allergies. And so um, she would have itching and just with almost with certain foods that she was eating. And so they didn't really suspect anything serious. And then she went in for testing and they found that she had a tumor um, at the bile duct and so she had her um, Whipple procedure in July of 2017. And it was just a whirlwind from there. I mean, she ended up passing away in September of 2019. And I wasn't even 30 years old yet. And it just was, you know, not the path that I thought my life was gonna be going and to be living without my mom at this point in my life. And, um, so just seeing her go through all of that was really challenging for me and my whole family. And, um, I am an artist. And so I just found that, um, I used that to cope in many ways with the grief that I was experiencing. Um, and then to kind of segue into that, I began this project back in, um, it was just the beginning of 2020. Um, and I was creating this piece and to try and just, just give you a visual of what this is, it's, um, a large scale piece that's made from cut and printed flowers. So I print them by hand and then they're machine cut. And it's somewhat a collage piece. And every flower represents a person that was diagnosed in 2019 with pancreatic cancer. And um, only over, just over 11,000 people um, survived past their first year of diagnosis. And in it, my mom's case, 
she actually had survived just over two years, which is actually beating the odds in a sense, but um, still was just, it's very devastating and it's been a really big challenge, but I'm, I'm glad that I've got this outlet that, um, of art in order to help me kind of um, process everything. Wow. So I got a couple questions here. I want to back up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, have you always been an artist? Was that something that, you know, early on in your childhood that you just kind of like took upon? I know both in full disclosure for audience. So your sister, Cassie has been involved and you have been involved in our push pull program, um, on our fitness uh, side. And and I know your sister uh, runs and operates a gym. Um, you guys have been involved, uh, since your mom was diagnosed with our push pull, um, getting the community there involved at your sister's gym. So you guys have been active in that space, but from, from an artistic standpoint, when did that start? Did that start early on and just something that you've now made a career of? Yeah. Um, I've definitely been involved with art in some capacity for my whole life. And actually my mom was a very big support in that. Um, she always drove me to my art classes. Like I got to take, uh, some really great art lessons and, um, I graduated from Kendall college, which is an art school here in Grand Rapids. Uh, so yeah, ever since I was young, I was very interested in, uh, mostly fine arts. Uh, I grew up drawing and painting. I'd actually do uh, custom portraits of people's pets and just it's throughout my life. I've kind of just dabbled in a lot of different types of art. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely always had that family support there. Um, and today I'm a full-time graphic designer as well. So it's definitely just a really big part of my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the inspiration for this project, for this large scale piece, I mean, naturally the experience that you and your family went through with your mom is a big part of this, but the idea, the concept, how did that all kind of come together? Right. Uh, you know, it's actually been quite a bit of a learning process throughout the whole thing. Um, it's art prize is this local event that happens every other year. And I've always wanted to participate in it, but I never really felt called to make anything that felt meaningful enough necessarily. So uh, I just, I had just started getting into line of cut printmaking, which is just a very uh, detail oriented kind of craft where you carve your print into a linoleum surface you roll ink onto that, press your paper onto that, and it reveals your print. So I was really just getting in, in deep into that type of printmaking. And so when I was going through all of this, losing my mom, I, I was just thinking, how can I use this craft that I'm just really starting to get passionate about and use that to create something that's meaningful? And also just taking a look at the grief process as well. So the piece honors those who have been diagnosed and those who've passed, but also just kind of takes a look at grief and the cultural impact it has. Um, so I wanted it to kind of serve as something that allows people to feel that comfort and being able to open up about how they're feeling when they're going through loss where 
um, I think that the piece really magnifies that number of people that are experiencing something so similar to me that I'm, I may pass, pass them on the street, but I don't know that they're going through such a similar experience. And I just want this piece to become sort of a conversation starter and give people that uh, doorway to kind of open up and talk about the things that they're experiencing. So if we go back to, you know, losing your mom, did your art change a bit because of that experience, would you say? And I'm not saying like change, but like just maybe like subconsciously, if I'm right. hearing what you were saying, you know, how like help coping through that grief process and right. being an, a positive outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I was starting to feel like, are the pieces that I'm making for myself really communicating like how I'm feeling? A lot of the work that I've done leading up to this project has been for others mm -hmm. and maybe a little more focused on, well, what do other people want to see? And, um, you know, what do other people want to hang on their wall <laughs> in a sense? And also something that speaks to my own aesthetic, but I do think that with losing my mom, I was feeling like I want to make something that can actually communicate, like something that's going on inside of me that I just don't feel like I have words to communicate. And so, yeah, I do feel like it, it's kind of morphed in a sense. So is there any advice uh, just staying on this topic that you would give to someone, you know, going through a similar experience, uh, maybe things that you found that were like super therapeutic during that time that you haven't already mentioned. I guess I would say, listen to your gut as far as who you surround yourself with. Um, I think that I've changed as a person with losing somebody who I was so close to. And you definitely learn who your people are. And uh, I've definitely found that the people that I may have expected to be there for me distanced themselves a little bit. So I would definitely advise people to really embrace the people that are putting in the effort to be there for you and support you because um I've it's very vulnerable to open up and talk about the heaviness that grief is but I've found that when I allow myself to open up to my friends and my family that it really does cultivate that really important friendship and um, those meaningful relationships and I've just grown really close to a select few people and I they're definitely you know those that I keep around and they keep me going on the hard days. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So back to this project. Mm -hmm. So the project that we're working on is going to be shown here in a couple of weeks in September. It's about a month, about a little a month. over. Yeah. Cause we're yeah. recording. Yeah. So we're recording early August. So in about a month, the concept that you came up with, was it part of the contest? Like were there uh, parameters around this contest that it had to fit certain criteria? Why the, the, uh, the flowers, was that part of it as well? Or is that something that just organically came 
from your design and something that you thought of. And then I'd love to talk more about how you're getting all these flowers. How big is the canvas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's really not any parameters for the competition. Uh, you do have to, there's deadlines in coordinating with your venue. Um, I've solidified my venue at this point. And as far as the flowers go, that did kind of come organically. Uh, I did find that a lot of my work leading up to this was very floral based and um, connected to nature. And so that came a bit more organically, but um, the full size of my piece is about 16 feet wide by 10 feet tall. So wow. it's pretty large. And in total, there will be just almost 57,000 individual flowers attached to the canvas. And it consists of 12 individual uh, pieces that hang vertically all side by side. And there's 12 because they each represent a month of the year. So just to fully reinforce the idea that this is the number of people diagnosed in within one year. And then on the ninth panel, which would represent September is when my mom had passed. And so I'll have a single live daisy on that panel that will represent my mom. And so the flowers range from about a half inch or so up to several inches. So there's quite a variety and it's very layered and complex and um, it has a bit of a three-dimensional aspect just with the layering. And each type of flower has its own symbolism. So there is some meaning behind my choice of flowers. There's daisies, there's also um, ginkgo leaves and bellflowers, roses. So just a nice variety and it's just very colorful and bright. So excuse my, my I guess what I'm gonna say here, like I don't want it to come, I want it to come off the right way. So yeah. what you just described sounds a massive, which is, a, I'm just in, in awe right now. 57,000 flowers, 16 by 10, 12 pieces hanging for one month of the year. And I'm just envisioning, you know, the, these large panels. Mm -hmm. Like my mind's spinning a little bit. Like your imagination and your creativity is like on overdrive. I got to imagine. And <laughs> like you are such a creative person here to even fathom something that big and so creative. And you're, so you're creating 57,000 different flowers mm -hmm. yep. by hand. They, so they're cut, I have a machine cutting uh, or a cutting machine that will, that has cut out these flowers, but I did, I printed them all by hand. So it's been a very long process and it's, it's been a bit experimental. I mean, I haven't made anything at this scale. And I think that as I worked through it, I was realizing just the sheer amount that this was obviously I can look at it on paper and think wow this is going to be a huge feat yeah. but it's definitely proven itself <laughs> to be quite the project <laughs> so I, I just I, I'm so fascinated by this now uh, like not, I was fascinated about it before but now that you explain this now you know the magnitude of it so do, do you have like did you have a vision like did you just like uh, what's your creative process? Like, were you like, for me, it's like running. So like, I'll go out and run, I'll come back. And I like, if I have like ideas for project purple, I'll write them down on a, on a 
piece of pad or I'll put them in my phone. And then when I get to the office, I forget about them and then I got to look back at it. So did you just come up with this concept of like, all right, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to represent. And then through that process, you kind of like, it, it kind of evolves, I guess I would say. Right. Yeah. It It's, it's definitely that I had this larger idea and one benefit of also being a graphic designer is I have programs. So I was able to, <laughs> these programs, I uh, can sort of create this diagram and it helps me envision what that final piece will look like. Uh, so I was able to sort of see in like my mind's eye and also in, um, in my design programs, how I expected this to look. So it did give me that end vision, uh, but all of the steps in between have been a bit um, trial and error, that's for sure. And uh, along the way, I've also decided like, oh, this would be a cool way to do this or that. And um, it's it's been very interesting because typically I'm I'm very structured as far as my design process goes and my artistic process goes. So this has forced me a bit out of that comfort zone and feeling like, okay, I need to just roll with the punches if I run into any uh, hurdles. I just need to address them as I go. And so far it's gone well. So, yeah. That's so cool. Now you said each flower, there's symbolism in each flower. So where do you find that? Like, where do you find that symbolism? Where do you find the inspiration for each of those flowers? If you could share that with the audience. Right. Um, I mean, I've just done some research online, honestly, and um, I, I did have this color palette in mind, which was a big part of it. And with purple and Project Purple and purple representing pancreatic cancer, the first flower that I was drawn to was the Michaelmas daisy. And um, it symbolizes like a farewell. And I also have um, bellflowers, which are often seen um, placed on grave sites. And so um, just kind of looking into these individually and how their colors work together, but also that symbolism is just a really beautiful way to tie it together. Um, and roses, I think, are just typically seen as um, a bit of a mournful type of rose, um, symbolizing like that love that you have for somebody and um, also the ginkgo leaves. What's interesting about the ginkgo leaves is that they had survived uh, like the blast at Hiroshima and they're still growing today and it just shows like their resilience. And I thought that was just a really interesting fact about um, that plant. And so I thought that also just tied in really well to um, the survivors and just representing like the strength that they have and the endurance that they have in fighting pancreatic cancer. Uh, like the hair on the back of my neck just stood up. Like what you just said is just so, for me, and hopefully for our listeners at home, in terms of the symbolism and the inspiration is just really, really amazing. And now I'll share a personal story here with you. So um, my dad passed away. Uh, it'll be 10 years, actually, this September. Um, and so I was at his gravesite uh, a couple weeks back, and I noticed like he had some really old flowers. Um, and so uh, my wife and I were in Hobby Lobby over the weekend. And uh, I was like, you know what? I want to get flowers. And if anyone's ever been to Hobby Lobby, Michael's, you know, they have the, the fake flowers. And uh, 
I, I got to tell you, Kara, what you just said, like kind of like so inspiring to me about the symbolism in flowers, because I went through this experience on Saturday at Hobby Lobby. I was like searching the aisles for flowers that I felt were like indicative of the space. Right. And then also mm -hmm. for my dad. Like, it's just mm -hmm. so like, like, like I'm getting goosebumps talking about this, like just hearing you say that, like how you get inspired by that, um, not to take away from that, but I, just from hearing that, it's just so powerful. And then you think about like, unfortunately, I have been to a, a couple funerals recently. And one thing that I always notice is like the flowers that people send, right. Mm -hmm. Of all types. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it's just really, really powerful you know, the symbolism of, of the flowers that are chosen or that you choose. So that's, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to try to find some fake ginkgo leaves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like and they're that. so unique, you know, I just, I'm fascinated by them. And also just kind of a funny little side note. Um, my mom was very into like the craftsman style of furniture and artwork and there were often ginkgo leaves in that type of artwork and so I just thought that that was a really you know nice nod there as well I, I just imagine I mean I can't help but imagine what my mom's reaction would be to the piece and she she always you know loved ginkgo leaves I had I had actually printed her some tea towels with ginkgo leaves on them um towards the end of her life there and so I just like to think that it would also resonate well with her too. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. So you started this project in 2020. Here we mm -hmm. are three quarters of the way through 21. How much mm -hmm. time do you think you've put into this? And you have a day job, as you mentioned, you're a graphic designer. <laughs> right. Oh, this was something I had meant to sit down and calculate. Um, I can I I don't have a, an exact number of hours down. Um, I'm sure I could figure it out, but as far as just printing everything, I believe I had about 200 hours in at that point. Wow. And so, and looking back, that was probably the least time-consuming portion of this project. So actually adhering to that, them to the canvas and getting it to look the way that I'm envisioning has been very time consuming as well. So probably several hundred hours, um, just to put it roughly. Awesome. I, I love it. I mean, this, I, I can't wait to see this. I, I, I know, I don't know if, uh, anyone from the home office will be able to get there for uh, the show, but um, hopefully we'll, we will see lots of pictures of mm -hmm. the finished yeah. project. So let's talk about the, the final viewing. When does that happen? Where does it happen? Let's share it with our audience. How, even if there's people from afar, can we, will we be able to see the, this, this piece of art from uh, the internet? Yeah. So art prize has uh, their own website. So it's artprize.org. And you can search uh, all the artists. So you can search my name. And there are a handful of photos that show my process on there. Um, a diagram of the final piece because it, it really won't have that same impact until it's hung in the venue. It will be difficult to see until then. But the reveal of it will be September 16th. And the, uh, the event goes through October 3rd. 
So it's here in Grand Rapids and um, there are, I believe about 1600 artists registered. So it's a really large event. It, people come from, I believe around the world to participate. Um, there's 140 or so venues around town within about three square miles. Wow. And uh, so it's, it has a very big calling and I think that their projected participation or attendance should be about 500,000 people. Wow. So it, it brings a lot of business to town and it's just, I think it's kind of what we need at this point. I mean, we've had a really tough everybody's had a really tough time in the past couple yeah. of years, I think the past year. Um, but my piece will specifically be at Bridge Street Market, which is, um, I do have the address. It's at 405 Seward Avenue, Northwest. So it, it, um, it's sort of a, um, a grocery store near my home. Actually, I don't live too far from there. Um, and so I'll be, I believe, the main piece available to see at that venue. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. I got a couple questions here left for you. Mm -hmm. If you could sum it up, I, I would say like a couple words, but I know this might be tough. What do you think this means to you, um, you know, putting this piece together? You know, what, what do you think your mom would be saying about this? Like if she was there to see it, and I know that's a, that's a loaded question. It's a hard question, but if, if we had to play kind of what ifs. Yeah. Um, I think that if she were here to see it, she would just say that she was very proud of me. Um, she was definitely always my biggest cheerleader. And I think that's, I mean, part of the the painful part of it is that it's something that I do wish I could share with her. Um, but it, and at the same time, it, it is all for her too. So um, yeah, I think that she would just be really proud of me. And yeah, I just, I wish that she were here to see it. Well, I'm sure she'll be uh, watching from above. And uh, yeah. I know she's probably really, really proud of both you and your sister for uh, mm -hmm. what you guys have done. And, and this is, this is really a, a wonderful tribute uh, for your mm -hmm. mom. Where's the piece going to go after? That's the question really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this year art prize is offering uh, an, an auction platform. So you can offer your piece up for auction. Uh, so my hope would be that somebody would purchase it. it. The struggle is that it is such a large scale. Um, and if not, uh, um, my hope would be to, to possibly have it on a semi-permanent uh, display someplace in town. I think that maybe even one of our cancer centers here would be a really great location for it. Um, so I'm hoping to reach out to some of the local organizations here to see if they have any interest in displaying it after the event is over, if it does not go for auction. Hmm. I like that idea. 
Now yeah. my mind's spinning with another idea on that. So we'll have to, <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to talk post about that. Yeah. Well, you know, your sister has a, a wonderful facility. I don't know if that's the proper facility for it because, you know, wall balls and things getting thrown against the wall <laughs> is right. probably not a good idea. But um, I love that idea. Uh, now my head's, like I said, spinning with a couple of ideas there. Yeah. Um, one last question for you. And then I, 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 now you do do other art. I mean, you, you, I know in the past you've done, um, we've done some online stuff where you've sold prints and stuff like that. So we do want to share with our audience ways where they can connect with you um, in a second. But my last question for you, um, and this is, uh, there's no right or wrong to this answer. Uh, I know this is a loaded question. Most of my questions are loaded questions. Um, but in your experience and, and what you just, you and your family, what you've gone through, what's your definition of pancreatic cancer? How do you define it? That's really hard. Um, I mean, I think it's something that just, it doesn't discriminate and it takes a lot of people by surprise. Um, it's devastating and it definitely puts people to the test. Um, not only those who are fighting it, but also their loved ones. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a really hard thing to face. And I think it's, it's um, kind of one of those things that creep in silently. Um, I really didn't have much awareness of it before my mom was diagnosed. And I, I, I feel like I've seen Project Purple speak to this is maybe that may be because there aren't that many survivors to talk about it and tell their story of survival. So um, it's just devastating. Well, thank you. There's no, there's no right or wrong to that. And, um, you know, I agree with everything you said there and uh, it's, it's the worst. Um, I've been on record on saying that multiple times and my mom's a two-time breast cancer survivor and uh, I actually just lost my aunt to uh, to cancer, to, you know, massive cancer that spread all along her body just a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, pancreatic cancer is is the worst and, and what it does and, and, you know, what it leaves behind sometimes, um, you know, for families to kind of pick up the pieces and, and try to peacefully move on. So um, you, hit, you hit it right there. Uh, I couldn't disagree with anything you just said. If our audience wants to connect with you, so I, I want to, two things here first. You said the artprize.org, that'll start to begin in September. Do you have an exact, did we give an exact date? I know you said the reveal September 16th, but when will artprize.org go live? And are we able, if someone, because we got a vast audience here, someone may want that piece of art in their business or at their home. Can they, they'll be able to do this online on the auction as well? Yes. Okay. So the artprize.org site is live now. Um, and so you can currently search for me and see just a couple of previews of my piece. Um, the event itself, it runs September 16th through October 3rd. Um, so yeah, yep. You should be able to visit now. Awesome. So if we want to look at the art and look at, the other 1,600 artists that will be presenting there in uh, Grand Rapids um, and not having to travel to Grand Rapids, you can go to artprize.org. And if we want to learn more um, and connect with you, Kara, possibly, where's the best place? And you can share website, social media, wherever is kind of the best place that you connect with uh, kind of the public. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I can be reached at info at karabalmer.com. And um, I am also on Instagram. Um, I occasionally post some sneak peeks of my piece. So leading up to the event, you may be able to see a few sneak peeks. Uh, I believe my username is kara.balmer. Awesome. Straightforward. Awesome. I love it. So we'll have to start uh, following you right away to get some sneak peeks into this uh, yeah. into this piece. I can't wait to see it. I mean, um, you know, I, I've gotten to know you and your sister over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I, I you've probably have heard me say this, you know, this is kind of a really crappy club to be in and I hate meeting people this way. But it's so inspiring to, to see and hear what people do. Um, yeah, selfishly for Project Purple, which is great. Um, but in your case and in many other people's case and, and finding the positive in this evil disease. And that's something that, you know, if I don't say this often, but, you know, not that the job is done, but the fact that, you know, you're able to to take such a negative experience, but then turn it into such a positive to inspire and to give people hope and, you know, to take in the fact like the, the, the reality of the disease by putting together this piece of art is just so inspiring and so amazing to see that happen. And, um, so I, I just, you know, it's just awesome to have you involved in the community and it's just awesome to be able to share what you're doing. And, and I just want to thank you and your family for all the support of project purple and for continuing to just shine a positive light in such a negative space. So thank you. Of course, and thank you for what you do. Well, we don't get to do the things we do um, without the support of families like yourself. So thank you for being who you are, for sharing yourself and your art to help and heal the pancreatic cancer community. Mm -hmm. Of course. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear today, feel free to share this podcast, download our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, please be safe. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Mm -hmm.